just hit the dance floor. Don't work too hard, my break a backbone. Return of the Mac, the king is back though. Corvette and cash, I never lack those. So welcome to another episode of the No Brilliant Jerks podcast, a podcast that deconstructs consumer culture and media with no brilliant jerks allowed. Every Wednesday, you'll find us on all podcast streaming platforms chatting about all things business and media with a dash of shit talk, because who doesn't love that? <laughs> we missed your happy oh voice, Liv, and that is as happy as it's going to get today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, in today's episode, you are joined by me, Liv, Kat, and Nick. Hi. All right. So shall we kick it off with our dope? Nopes this week. It is time for dopes and nopes. So this episode is actually one big nope. Yeah. We had an episode planned, um, but in light of what is happening in the world, there's mm. such heaviness. Um, we thought it would we would be remiss as mm. you know who we are to not talk about this and to talk about what is happening in the world. So I guess before we move forward, um, there is a trigger warning with this episode. We will be discussing some graphic content and some content that may be upsetting to some people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if that is you, mm-hmm. um, probably tune out or just, mm. you know, yeah. come in with some awareness because yeah. we are going to be – there will be no punches pulled in this episode. No, yeah, this and you, you don't have to subject yourself to this if you think it's going to be traumatic. God knows there's enough yeah. of a discussion around this. It's really hard to avoid right now. Mm. Um, so if you need to, just leave us and come back next week. Yeah. yeah. Next week we've got a good, good episode actually. We do. It's a juicy one. Yeah. All right. So we are going to be discussing today mm. what is happening in the US. Um, you would need to be living under a rock or have no mm. access to the internet <laughs> for the last few days, which was live, um, <laughs> to not know what is happening with the Roe versus Wade Um situation in the Mm -hmm. States and what it means. So we thought we would spend today firstly discussing what Roe versus Wade actually is or was, Mm -hmm. um, what has happened, and then I guess sharing some of our comments on the way, um, on the the problematic um, (laughs) – how do I say this? The shit takes that some people have Yes, the shit takes that some people have had. I think it's fair to say like my blood is boiling at this Mm. and even though we're in Australia and I'm sick, if if I see one more person say we're in Australia, like it doesn't even matter Mm. to us, Mm. like fuck off forever. We'll talk (laughs) about why it matters to everybody. We will get into that because there are some – global implications to this as well as it being just like a domestic catastrophe Mm -hmm. for the USA. Yeah. Yeah. So the best person to talk us through what exactly this is is you, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe the best person in this room, but definitely not the best person out there. So I urge everyone to go and like consume some American produced news as well right now Mm -hmm. um, because I'm obviously an Australian and I have an understanding, but – um. Can I just ask, what would you recommend, like what news sources to actually go to? CNN is probably the best one. Um, I've got a required reading that I'll I'll talk about a bit later on as well. The Washington Post is also a really good one. Yeah. or just, you know, jump onto social media. Reputable mm. sources, guys. Yes. Go yeah. to a yep. reputable source. Please don't take your news from your Facebook feed, your yeah. TikTok feed, yeah. your Instagram feed. Please go and actually, you know, educate yourself on this from a reputable source. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. What is Roe versus Wade? So Roe versus Wade is a precedent that was decided by the US Supreme Court 
back in 1973. Um, And in that ruling, the Supreme Court decided that the Constitution of the United States generally and federally protected a woman's, a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion. So that was the precedent that was set 50 years ago. And for anyone that has any understanding of legal issues, you'll know this better than me, but legal decisions are always made based upon past precedent. So for the last 50 years, any legal challenge to a woman in America's federal right to have an abortion has been referred back to Roe versus Wade, which is was the decision made in 1973 that said a woman is constitutionally, you know, given the right to make decisions for her own bodily autonomy. As it should mm. be. Mm. As it should be. Mm. I mean, it makes sense, right? Mm. That You would think that's a human right. We don't just hit up people on the street asking them to donate an organ because somebody's dying. Yep. It is somebody's choice what they do with their own body. So mm. that's basically what this court decision said. This is enshrined in law that women have the right to make decisions based upon what they believe is the best thing for their own body. Mm. So on Friday, Friday? Yeah, Friday. The Supreme Court of the United States, which is made up of nine judges, five of them decided to overturn that precedent and say it is no longer federally legislated. Well, it's not really legislated. There's no longer a federal protection for women to be allowed to have an abortion. Each state has the right to make a law based upon what they think is right. We'll get back to why the Supreme Court itself is problematic. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem with leaving this legislation up to the states is that 12 states already had legislation in place that immediately made abortion illegal. The only reason those laws couldn't be enacted And the only reason that women couldn't be prosecuted in those states based upon those laws was because there was a federal precedent that was overriding that. Which was Roe Roe versus Wade. Wade. Which is Roe versus Wade, which now no longer exists. So as of that decision being made, the second that decision was made, Mm. there were 12 12 12 states states. that immediately made it illegal for women to have an abortion. In some cases, there were no exceptions. There were no exceptions for a woman who might have an unviable pregnancy, a woman whose pregnancy might be a threat to her own life, Mm. um, a situation of rape or a situation of incest. Oh, it just disgusts me. With the stroke of a pen, this decision has been made Mm -hmm. for women everywhere in the United States. Mm -hmm. And in those 12 states, if you woke up today and you were a victim of a sexual assault Mm. and and you fell pregnant, you cannot legally Mm. get an abortion. It's disgusting. Yeah. Mm. And I want to say this before we proceed any further. We're going to be talking a lot about those extreme cases of like, you know, sexual assaults Mm. or unviable pregnancies. Mm. But also just want to reiterate, abortion is valid regardless of the reason why you're getting it. Absolutely. If you just get pregnant and don't want to have the kid for whatever reason – 
That is valid. You don't and need it to is justify your choice. Exactly. It is your choice. Yeah. <laughs> like it it it's unbelievable in my head. We're so we're so worked up on this guys. Breathe through it. You should have seen um mine and uh, Nick and I last night had this text thread where you know Nick was quite unwell over the weekend and didn't and didn't speak to a soul and I was with my 4-year-old and you know she's not I definitely wasn't going to be talking to Poppy about the situation but I I was so angry about it and I haven't spoken to anyone about it I've just sort of been consuming what I've been seeing on social media watching the news stewing and stewing <laughs> and I'm so monumentally yeah. pissed off and 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 am worried mm. for what this means moving mm. forward. If they can overturn a decision like mm. this, they can overturn other things. And yes. I think we'll get to that yeah. as well later mm. in the episode where if they're, they they have set the precedent now mm. for we can overturn something that's 50 years old, mm-hmm. what's next? Yep. You know, and, mm. and you, there's a lot of conversation obviously around gay rights, relationships, uh, gay marriage even. Like, mm. And I think it's – I think we all have a right to be really angry and up in arms and worried and it's okay, but we need to rally like the motherfucking troops that we are and Mm. really make it known that this is just absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. It's it's crazy that five people have the power to do this shit. Mm. Yeah. And let me talk about those five people. Yes, please. Please I was going to ask some questions, but I think you'll just answer them for me. So the Supreme (laughs) Court. We love Liv. (laughs) The Supreme Court uh, has nine justices. Mm. Um, These justices, this is the highest court in the land, but these justices are appointed by a president. So they are politically motivated appointments. The five justices that struck down Roe versus Wade were installed by two presidents, George W. Bush and Donald J. Trump. Barack Obama is in the middle of those two presidents, um, but due to various reasons, he was not given the opportunity to appoint any federal judges. He had nominations, but he was never given the opportunity. It's a whole other podcast episode. And Mm. this is why I'm telling Mm. people this is such a nuanced issue. The conservative movement has essentially been fighting to overturn this decision since it was made back in the 70s. But let's get back to these five justices. They were appointed by these two presidents. Um, And if you know anything about the way that presidential elections work in the states, you'll know that it is not the person who receives the most votes who wins the election. It's the person who wins the electoral college. Again, this is really complicated, but neither George W. Bush or Donald J. Trump received the majority of the USA vote. The majority of the American population wanted that person's opponent to win the election. Mm. So, The five justices who've made this decision on behalf of the American people were installed by presidents who were not, in my opinion, democratically elected. Uh, Four of them are Catholic and one of them is some form of evangelical Mm. Christian. Mm. So what's happened here, in my opinion, is the death of separation of church and state in the USA and the birth of, again, my opinion a fascist Christian theocracy um, that marginalizes the majority gender in the country, which is women, because of five religious zealots that were appointed to the highest court in the land. 
And also, I just want to say the irony should be lost on nobody um, that the USA has been spending decades going around into dropping into foreign countries and killing brown people Mm. in the name of freedom and democracy, only to come back home and make a decision that impinges upon the freedoms of a huge portion of their population, disproportionately, you know, um, affecting marginalised, poor minority, vulnerable groups of people. In your opinion, what's the end game here? What is the end game? Because if if that's – I really like what you've said about mm. it's the death of of one era mm. of, of a of – yep. you know, and then it's the birth of this scary new era. Mm-hmm. And obviously when you have religious zealots that are so opposed to women's rights mm. but also then – gay marriage, Mm. you know, what's the end game here? What is next? Like Mm. what do you think is there must be some strategy here that they're working towards? What is that in your opinion? I think it's white supremacy. Whoa, okay. And let me explain why. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Let me explain why. Um, It's because um, the people up top, the people with the power, are majority male and majority white, no? Um, And those people have been – historically trying to remain in a position of power for a really long time. Who is disproportionately affected by this law that controls not just a woman's body but their um, position within society? You know, it's it's majority people of colour, women of colour, the poorest people in American communities – Um, The people who really are like those who would, you know, vote out those old white male leaders, right? Yeah. Um, So by controlling them, um, by controlling that, you know, huge majority of people who are poor, who are, you know, ethnic minorities, who are um, disenfranchised, who work in like you know, the shittiest jobs and have to work several jobs to make ends meet, you're effectively subjugating anyone who's not an affluent white male. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, we talked a little bit about, obviously, um, Clarence Thomas, who's one of the justices who voted down Roe versus Wade. He um, made reference to, you know, not just, you know, reviewing uh, precedents around gay marriage, but also gay relationships in general or gay relations. Mm. But there's also a lot of talk about what it means for interracial marriages, for pre-segregationist laws. Um, you know, the, if if Roe versus Wade, which is not stipulated in the actual document of the Constitution, but is known by precedent to be a law in the United States of America... If Roe can be struck down, all of these other laws that are not written into the into the Constitution because it was pre-slavery, right? Yeah, right. All of that's all, up for all debate. Of that's, right, all of it is up for debate. It, according to this, if Roe is, then all of these other things are too. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of different <clears throat> takes on this. This is my opinion, obviously. Like, I can't jump into people's brains and figure out what their goal is, but that would be my yeah. You know, and, and we've seen this like unprecedented rise in this like white nationalism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that extends to like deep homophobia 
and, you know, people trying to, you know, take women down and make sure there's never any kind of gender equity in the country. So it kind of tracks, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. <coughs> I I wonder, you know, what are some of the leaders of the of other countries saying? I I saw that Jacinda Ardern yeah. um, made us like she posted a statement on this, and I thought it was very well written. And um, you know, she aside from just being such a fangirl of her, I think she's a fantastic leader. What has what has the Australian government have we come out and said anything about this? Don't think so. Are the countries mm. like all the, I guess, the other superpowers in the world? Mm. Is it looked upon like we shouldn't really be having a say on what's happening on the mainland USA, or is this such a big deal that we should expect our governments? to have an opinion on this. I I expect that we should. Mm. We should, like, I mean, well, I don't know if we, I don't know now that I'm thinking it through because I don't know what their beliefs are. They might be for it. So that's, Mm. like, that's the conundrum, (laughs) I guess. Mm. I'm sorry. I I said that Albo has not weighed in, but apparently he has. I'm just trying to find that uh, comments, so I might have to get back to you. But I do know that Justin Trudeau of Oh, yeah, Canada. Canada. Uh, Macron from France, um, and I believe a few other world leaders, Jacinda Ardern, um, have weighed in as well, um, as they should, in my opinion, because mm. it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just a legal ruling. It's it's a human rights violation, mm. oh, really. It's... Like that's the that's the ultimate, um, the bottom line here. Yeah, I think, and it does affect. You know, it it has global ramifications. So I've just found it here. So Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has weighed in on the US abortion ruling as leaders around the world condemn the decision to wind back women's reproductive rights. He briefly spoke to media before flying to Madrid for the NATO Leaders Summit. Uh, and he recognised that Roe vs Wade was something that was in place for many decades and he went on to say that the concern is that for women, I think globally this is a setback for women's health and for the issue of women's safety as well mm. and this is a decision which goes to the heart of a woman's right to control her body. And, you know, good, yeah. spot on. I mean, he didn't really – they're not fighting words or anything no. but at least it's we sort of know where he stands on that. Mm. And the focus, I think what was really good about that is the focus is on the fact that abortion is healthcare. Yeah. Mm. Um, because it's not just, I mean, obviously there are physical health benefits when you talk about like an ectopic pregnancy, mm-hmm. when you talk about a woman who needs to receive chemo for cancer mm. and cannot do that if they're pregnant, um, any kind of uh, childhood like prenatal condition that's incompatible with life Obviously, all of those things, uh, you know, the treatment, the medical treatment, the only treatment is abortion. But then there's also mental health benefits. Yeah. This is as just well. like a fucking episode out of The Handmaiden's Tale or Handmaid's Tale. I was literally going to say that. It's- like, it's just, it smells like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet Margaret Atwood's uh, very shirty about this today, uh, oh. the author of the. So, Nick, we were talking off camera or off off air before about this and you made a really good point about if you're travelling to the States (laughs) and you visit one of these at the moment 12, I dare say this is going to increase. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see. Do you think? Yeah. I think (gasps) there'll be a sharp increase in the States that will sign off on making Mm. abortion 
illegal. Mm. So if we travel there as women and we are on the contraceptive pill, Mm. what Mm. implications are there? It would be great to get an understanding because then is that treated as as an illegal drug? Could we be arrested for that? You know, these are all valid questions that need to be answered. And I think you raised a really good point. I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. Well, the thing about Roe is that, um, to clarify, it doesn't um, have any sort of uh, ramifications around contraceptives. Like right. so, the oral contraceptive pill, as of right now, yeah, is still legal. But there are other precedents um, that presumably are now under threat that could call into question the legality of the oral contraceptive pill. Um, However, my curiosity was if I'm traveling with a morning after pill Mm. and I'm caught with it, am I seen to be breaking a law? Mm. Could I be incarcerated? And let's not forget the law for if you are caught having an abortion because Make no mistake, abortions will still happen. They will just be yeah. unregulated yeah. and they will be dangerous. Yeah. And, you know, the saying of the backyard abortion, oh. which was which is disgusting to oh. even think about. Mm. But as a woman, if you're backed into a corner and you feel like you don't have an option, of mm. course this is still going to take place in some way. But if you are caught doing that, the jail, t- the jail term is, it jail? is unbelievable. Mm. It's huge. I think it might be fifteen years because mm, it's murder. It's they can. It's murder in in their opinion. Mm. I mean, it varies from state to state, but mm. we're talking about extreme cases here. Mm. I mean, when we talk about other states that might implement some sort of abortion ban, there could be varying degrees on this. But this is the problem with leaving it up to the states: is that there's no regulatory considerations around what these states might do. And we're talking about a country that has, I'm pretty sure, the highest maternal mortality rate currently of any developed nation in the world. There is no universal health care. There is no universal prenatal care. Uh, they don't even have free freaking kindergarten and um, like pre-K, I think they call it over there. There's none of that, not to mention the fact that they can't even fucking keep guns out of schools. These pro-life people mm. who say they're all about saving the lives of these little unborn chi- children, as soon as those babies pop out the vagina, they don't care anymore. No. Yeah. They do not care at all, <laughs> In- and they do not care about the lives of mothers, and anybody who says differently can fuck off forever. Fuck off forever. <laughs> exactly. Please and thanks. Um I think what I am struggling to wrap my head around is, you know, less than six weeks ago was that horrific school shooting Mm. and there was yet, and I say a horrific school shooting, yet another Mm. shooting, Mm. one of many. And what blows me away is that the US government has shown that it is quite simple actually Mm. to change something that is written into the constitution or written in law or in mm. or set as a precedent it is actually as easy as a stroke of a pen mm. to to change things yet they continuously refuse to make real change when it comes to gun control and mm. at the moment i'm seeing a lot of conversation online and and i agree with it it seems like guns are protected and have more rights 
than what a woman does mm-hmm. in the US. Mm-hmm. And that is we this whole world is so woke in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And yet on yeah. one hand mm-hmm. it's so woke. On the other hand, it's so we are like fucked. <laughs> we are we are just the They've set everything back, yeah. you know, minimum 50 years. Yeah. The, the, the gun laws were like, what is it, 280 years old? Yeah. Or some bullshit like that? Mm. Like, yeah, so for on. anyone coming at us, any of those Second Amendment people saying, oh, well, the Second Amendment, you know, is it, the right to bear arms is written into the Constitution. Sure, when the right to bear arms was written into the Constitution, there were no guns, there were no bullets. It was a fucking musket. So if you yeah. want to go off and use a musket to shoot 18 children within, you know, 20 minutes, go off, try your best. But that is a completely irrelevant argument in this scenario. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it, it just, the lack of common sense is alarming. Very alarming. And it, it does mean that women of this generation, um, yeah, have fewer rights than their mothers, fewer rights than their grandmothers. Yeah. And that is like the first time that that <laughs> has happened in history right yeah um in in a nation like the u.s and we're, like we're fully aware i think that there are other countries that have these kind of extreme policies i mean poland just recently changed their you know also went backwards and is now anti-abortion as well i think there are 25 countries where abortion is totally illegal and obviously there's you know hundreds of others that have you know, some form of abortion restriction. Mm. I mean, hell, in Australia, in Queensland, the abortion law only changed in 2019 Mm -hmm. to be decriminalised. But at least we're moving forward. And the thing about it is that, you know, America is a global superpower. And we know in history that the things that happen there are echoed all around the world. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that there are other pretty direct like global implications that this can have. I mean, we're talking about this right before recording that the USA provides um, aid, foreign aid to a number of countries right across the world um, at varying times. So what kind of implications does this have on their capabilities to provide foreign aid? Will they deny certain countries foreign aid uh, if their policies look different? Or will they provide substandard aid mm. in the case of a conflict or in the case of a natural disaster if there are, you know, situations where women really need that kind of healthcare mm. but they can't get it um, even though, you know, it should be a human right? Is that going to be the situation? Um, and then obviously, yeah, there's there's also, yeah, the far-reaching consequences of like additional precedents being struck down around contraceptives yeah the effect that that could have on the usa's like ability to provide aid to foreign countries yeah um not to mention the strain you know not that this you know i'm all for any woman from any country that doesn't have abortion coming to australia to receive that health care but then it puts a strain on foreign countries as well Mm. and their healthcare systems because you know that there will be women who are affluent traveling for abortion. Some of them might even come here. Well, even I saw on TikTok, um, there were like ladies like filming themselves going like, if you want to stay at mine, because obviously they're Mm. in a state that 
it isn't illegal if you want to stay at mine like I'll look after you like just for the time like while you're while you have to go through it like yeah. there's people like re- like providing that help mm. and it's just mm. like yeah they could very much come over to Australia as well mm. like it's mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm. yeah um something else that is just starting to emerge um in the news cycle in regards to Roe is the the fear the loss of privacy yes and the notion that the period tracking apps <gasps> the data will be accessed to help find out enforce enforce these new laws, these new laws in, in the states yeah so women at the moment are being advised if you live in the US particularly if you if you live in those 12 states delete your period tracking apps yeah mm. <laughs> I mean, that is heavy. Mm. Which, again, is a healthcare issue because there are a lot of reasons why women use those apps. Yeah. Like, for, for sure. you know, health reasons. Yeah. 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 It's not just for, I mean, but yeah. that's that's the white male for you, hey, mm. thinking that it is for that when they have actually no idea yeah. what we use those apps for. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um. So shall we, is it time to get into some of the people who've been uh, you know, failing hard to keep yeah. their damn mouth shut about Soci- this stuff. Socials has been yeah. going <laughs> off. Yeah. So social media, it's ever the cesspit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no matter what's going on, you're always guaranteed to come across some big mouth who is uneducated and completely has the inability to read the room when it comes oh. to making comments. You just yeah. think, though, <laughs> if you knew that you had a platform and that people followed you, that you would really think twice about reposting or sharing your opinion. Yeah. You'd really think twice. Oh, you certainly so it, would. It really shocks me about what you're going to share with us. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to name them too like because I really oh, yeah. don't care. And if anyone, um, you know, disagrees with um, – j- disagrees with what I'm about to read out, join me on the hate train <laughs> because mm. I'm, I'm truly pissed off about what I'm reading and what I'm seeing. So – the oh, shout out to Aussie influencer opinions and celeb spell check. These are the two accounts that you know they share a lot of mm. um, dumb shit mm. that influencers say. Yeah, they and out them like they out them for mm. their completely ridiculous opinions on very very serious issues. Yeah. So yesterday morning, I saw that they had shared a story from. David the Medium, who's mm-hmm. a well-known guy. Mm. He's a well-known guy. He's often on podcasts and, like, he's a storm chaser. I actually found him quite interesting mm. and I'm sure there are – there's a lot of interesting facets to his personality. Mm. So I was really disappointed to read what I read. Mm. So he posted a story. I'm going to read this verbatim. I'm seeing more opinions from Australians on domestic issues in the US than I ever saw from people in Melbourne or Australia in general – when Victoria police were shooting rubber bullets at peaceful protesters last year or when the government enforced mandates surrounding medical procedures were coming into play, for example. Firstly, David, doesn't make sense, that no. sentence. <laughs> yeah, let me just follow it up with the with the punch in the throat that he ended ended with. Quote, You want to have a public opinion on human rights? Post them all over your stories and look like a hero on social media? Question mark. Then pick a lane. Okay, David the Medium, 
Nick, shall we pick a fucking lane? <laughs> yeah. Let's pick a fucking yeah. lane. <laughs> I pick the lane of actual human rights violations versus people being whiny little bitches about doing something to save the lives of others during a pandemic. Imagine thinking <laughs> that you're, hmm, let me word this correctly. <laughs> Take your time. For me, it's the audacity of comparing, you know, a, a few months of, or, you know, it was a couple of years of of inconvenience to save the lives of others and, you know, miraculous scientific advancements that are saving lives. It's comparing that with a woman having to carry a dead fetus to term because she is not allowed to get an abortion even though she's had a miscarriage. Yeah. The insensitivity and the, you know, lack of perspective to think that those two things are even in the same stratosphere is like everything that's wrong with, you know, indicates, you know, exactly the kind of people who are making these laws and supporting them. It's people who have no idea what real hardship is. No. And also, I don't need to hear from a man. <laughs> I don't need to hear a man say that what we're doing is trying to make ourselves mm. look like heroes of social media. Mm. That is not what women in this country, in Australia, are doing that are speaking out about this. Mm. This is not to sound like a hero on social media. So this is where the story gets even more interesting. So he posted that and aside from it being completely cooked, <laughs> it got even more cooked because another influencer in Victoria jumped on the bandwagon and she screenshot that story that he put up and then she put it on her story and she wrote a caption over it that said, well said. And this this is Mia, I don't even know how to pronounce her last name, I'm probably going to butcher it, but her name is Mia Plessick, I think. Um, I've never mm. heard of her, mm. but she's the... CEO of a company called the Slick Hair Co., which mm. is basically, correct me if I'm wrong, it's just clear gel that sticks your frizziness down. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it does quite well. <laughs> Give her that. It did quite okay, well. <laughs> it did quite well. I will never, ever, 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 ever buy from that company again based right. on what she then said. So she has posted, well said. Then she wrote this. Why is it okay to be pro-choice about one human right but not the other. The same people who are against freedom of choice with mandates are the same people who are screaming freedom of choice about abortions. It doesn't work like that. Freedom of choice regardless of your narrative. Discuss. (laughs) This is an uneducated, Big mouthed opinion that mm. should never have been put on social media. No. Yeah. This is someone chat. that put does it. not understand, yeah. that does not understand yeah. what is going on. Mm. This yeah. is the CEO of a company mm. in this country that does really well. From a PR perspective, if I was her PR person, which I <gasps> never, ever, ever, ever would be, I would fucking quit. Yeah. Mia, you're not welcome at KKNO. Mm. So sorry. <laughs> this is written, this is someone that doesn't understand science, mm-hmm. doesn't understand the implications of women, of what mm. this means for women, mm-hmm. and doesn't have a concept of what religious freedoms are. This yeah. is someone uneducated. If you've supported her comment, like 
Fuck off forever. <laughs> that should be the title of this. Yeah, you could do a drinking game every time we've said fuck off forever. You'll be, at, you'll like, be on four the shots. Floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because the problem with this is. Um, is, oh, I'm is, raging. I need yeah. to shake it off. Let's it's breathe. Just like, it makes me. Should we do a boxing so class? Because the problem is, is like the while inconvenient and sometimes poorly handled. The decisions that were made during the pandemic were to save actual, real, existing human life. Two-thirds of abortions, I'm pretty sure, in I think that's in the UK, I don't know what the stats are for the states, um, are done in the first trimester when, you know, the fetus has all of the sentience of, you know, a pile of sand. Mm-hmm. Um and so they're not – you're comparing apples and oranges. I know. It's, there's no comparison, though. <laughs> there's honestly yeah. no comparison. And to try to draw a comparison yeah. is is completely misguided and she really should have read the room. So she's copying – obviously this generated a huge amount of backlash mm. on social media and mm. now in mainstream media, and rightly so. I'm all for it because these people do need to have their feet held to the flames. Sick them. So news.com got wind of it um, and a reporter at news.com.au reached out to Mia yesterday. And this is <laughs> – Mia has screenshot this and posted it. I'm sure it still exists because yeah, it she's, does. I just looked. she's in the business of doubling down. She doesn't know how to take, to take accountability and perhaps, um, you know, shut her mouth for mm. when you're copying a lot of this heat. Like surely you're not that – your ego isn't that big that you, mm. you can't – understand that maybe you have Mm. got this wrong Mm. because if you are pro-life fucking say it don't try to backpedal which is Mm. what she did do in in response to this this journalist here (laughs) so a journo has reached out and said to her that she's a journalist from news.com.au she she's seeking comments Mm. um in regards to the insta story she asked her point blank does this mean you're anti-abortion how do you think the two issues are even slightly related to each other Yes. Which is what we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And what do you have to say about all the criticism towards your post? We are running a story ASAP. This is Mia's response. She obviously doesn't have a PR team. No. Like like, seriously, (laughs) because you would – seriously. Mia says, absolutely not, Alex. I don't know how you can take that out of what I said. How (laughs) on earth did you take that? I'm anti-abortion from that. I'm pro-choice. Your body, your choice, period. I had over 500 people supporting my message, five to 10 people like you who took it as me being anti-abortion. It must be a slow news day. It's (laughs) not a slow news day. That's good journalism for starters. (laughs) So she's also now like backing herself up by saying, oh, I'm I'm pro-choice. Actually, you aren't pro-choice. May I just butt in? After she posted that, she then reposted Vogue Australia's image of safe legal abortions all women. This this is someone floundering. So she reposted that after she posted her screenshot Mm. of the conversation with the journalist. Floundering. Yeah. And fancy that, her company now has a sale. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just think yet again, it's another it's funny because we were today going to be doing an episode mm. on influencers and the evolution of influencers and could they ever truly be considered, you know, an A-list celebrity. Mm. And um this was actually Mia and her comments and David the Medium and his comments, they were my nope. 
but um you know i think we'll we'll dive into to more of this in next week's episode when we talk about this but mm-hmm. it's just so, it's so disappointing and you think you would think that they would have learned mm-hmm. by now if you do not know what you're talking about please for the love of god mm-hmm. shut the fuck up mm-hmm. i mean you don't see me going to japan and then attempting to speak japanese do you no. like no <laughs> I never it's a great would. analogy. But like, like, come mm, on. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And we should clarify, like, w- the, the, the thing about pro-choice is that pro-choice is not, you know, make every woman have an abortion whether they want to or not. <laughs> pro-choice is that if your directive from, sorry, but if your directive from your little, you know, made-up man in the sky is that you don't get an abortion, then we respect that choice and you can have as many babies as you want. Mm. But if somebody wants to terminate a pregnancy, mm-hmm. they have the bodily autonomy and the freedom to do that because that is what they believe in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So USA, do you believe in freedom or not? Yeah. Mm. Or are you a fascist nation? It's really the bottom line. Look, on that, I think that was a... That's a really good good way to end. Um, mm. I think today's conversation, you know, I hope this is happening in a lot of workplaces today. Yeah. I hope this is happening within friend circles. Mm. I hope that if you you feel empowered now with understanding what Roe versus Wade truly is mm-hmm. and what the implications are, you feel a little bit more armed with the right information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also hope that, you know, if you're out there and you're feeling sad about what is happening, it's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it's totally okay to to talk to someone about this because yeah. it really is such a big mm-hmm. issue, even though we are in Australia. I mm-hmm. think it certainly shines a spotlight here. Mm-hmm. You know, contrary to popular belief, um, I'm fairly certain Western Australia hasn't decriminalized abortion yeah i i don't think they're the only ones yeah i and i think um um i think it is state it's similar here it is in the states are in control of it there isn't any federal protection which Mm. is you know it's outrageous in Mm. 2022 that this is even happening yeah um anyway let's wrap up today with our required required readings required reading (laughs) okay all right nick do you want to kick us off sure um so this is a bit further to kat's point that she talked about earlier um time magazine wrote an excellent article um about the sort of more widespread implications that uh the roe versus wade overturning might have on other rights uh the article is called clarence thomas signals same-sex marriage and contraception rights at risk after overturning roe versus wade it's a long title it's a very good article um a little bit of background about clarence thomas just for people's reference he has a credible allegation of sex assault against him uh his wife was directly involved in planning the usa insurrection after the last uh election These are bad people 
Yeah. Like these are he's yeah. a bad person. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he also said during his um Senate confirmation hearing to become a Supreme Court justice, which I think was back in the 90s, um, he said that Roe should continue to be enshrined in law. So he also perjured himself in wow. front of the US Congress, which he was not the only one to do that. In fact, I'm pretty sure that all of these justices who've struck down this ruling uh, perjured themselves in front of the US Congress. Um, so that is my required reading. Um, and I also um, am going to put into show notes um, where you can donate to Planned Parenthood. So that is the USA's leading reproductive healthcare provider. Um, they also have an international arm and they share all of their donations equally across all of their organizations. So if you have the means and the um, will and you'd like to do that, you can. Um, and also I just want to say that you should pay attention because when people, anyone, anywhere in the world says a right to life when they're talking about abortion, what they are saying is forced childbirth. Mm. We have politicians in the Australian parliament who believe in forced childbirth as well. Um, and we voted away from that in the last election, but just know that if, um, fundamental human rights can be overturned in the largest democracy in the world. It can happen here as well. Yeah. Yeah. Great required reading. Yeah. Wow. I'll be reading that one. Yeah. Okay, Kat, what's yours? Oh gosh. Mine's, this is very light. Oh, mine's light too. Considering <laughs> yeah. what we, yeah, what we I just know. spoke I about. I had to end it on a bit of a lighter note. Um, but mine's not a book again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think I've, I think in the history of all of these episodes, I've only ever recommended one yeah. book mine's a book this week so i'm pretty shook about that anyways continue. Um, <laughs> mine's actually a tiktok account Ooh, and her name is sally prosser voice yes she's her. awesome <laughs> I oh she's my amazing. god she's amazing she's so she actually delivers the most fantastic public speaking tips oh. on tiktok um you know like tips that people would pay for to hear mm. she's mm. just giving away freely which is amazing and what I love about TikTok as well um but she just is providing such good insight into how to build confidence in public speaking scenarios in meetings mm-hmm. um you know if if for those people that feel awkward voicing their opinion or coming across a dominating personality how to hold your own in a robust conversation she's awesome um and the other thing that's really funny that she does, she reads song lyrics in newsreader style. Oh, no, I have seen her there. Oh, she's so oh, fun. Oh, man. Yeah. She does the Olivia Rodrigo yes, song, Good For You. Yes. Okay, I have seen that's her. That's how I found her. I was served that video and then was completely blown away. She's Australian too. And, yeah, I'm definitely a fangirl. So I recommend Sally Prosser Voice on TikTok. Ooh. Break up your negative news feed with some Sally Yeah, Prosser. she's great. <laughs> How good. What's okay. yours, Liv? Mine is a book. I actually read it quite a long time ago, but it's coming back. It's called The Space Between um, and it's by Zara McDonald and Michelle Andrews and they oh, produce Shameless. Oh, okay. Shameless Podcast. Yes. Anyways, their book is really good um, in terms of it's, it's- Is it fiction? Yeah. Fiction book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> uh, I'm <yeah>. like <laughs> I always freak out when people ask me that question. <laughs> Liv, do we need to have the chat? Look, the fiction versus nonfiction. Chat. <laughs> Anyways, it's a great book, and it's just about adulthood, and it's similar to everything I know about love. Oh, cool! Which is oh, the cute. show that I recommended 
not last week, but the week before. Yes. Um, but basically like the challenges between like relationships, your parents, money, life, and it's like tips, but also just like um, story time. Awesome. Anyways, it's a nice fun. read, especially in your, when you're in your 20s and you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. Like, so <laughs> you know what you're doing. Don't be silly. <laughs> but yeah, that was mine. All right. Fun. Well, we'll fuck off forever, everyone. Yeah, and up forever. <laughs> no, no, come day. back next week. Yeah, come we'll see you all next us. week. Yeah, we've got a juicy one next week for you. We do. Sure. I'm so keen. Yeah. All right. Well, bye for now. Fuck off forever. Bye. You feel allowed to sit the dance floor. Don't work too hard, my break a backbone. Return to the Mac, the king is back though. Corvette and cash, I never like those. Thanks for listening, guys. If you love this episode, please give us a five-star rating and make sure you follow us on socials to stay up to date with all the weird and wacky things we get up to. You can find us on Instagram at No Brilliant Jerks Podcast or Sunnydale Studios. Or you can even find us on our agency Insta at KKO Agency. And if you'd like to put a face to a name, you can watch all of our podcast recordings on our YouTube at Sunnydale Studios. Now we'll pop up all our social handles and links discussed in today's episodes in our show notes below. Feel free to also email us with your own dopes and nopes and we'll share them on the podcast. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. We shall be in your ear holes again next Wednesday. Okay, bye. This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios.